Hi, this is Randy Randall of No Age and host of the podcast Hyphen It with Randy Randall. I want to welcome our newest sponsor of the show, DistroKid. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms and artists keep 100% of their royalties. Hyphenate listeners get 30% off at distrokid.com backslash VIP backslash hyphenate. Again, that's distrokid.com backslash VIP backslash H-Y-P-H-E-N-A-T-E. Go get your music streaming everywhere now. What's up, party people? <laughs> Aaron Farley in the house. You're listening to Hyphenate Halftime uh, with me, Randy Randall, and my good friend Aaron Farley. How you doing, buddy? Yes, I'm doing good, man. How are you? Good, good. I'm excited to talk uh, all things Silas Height. Uh, what did you think of the interview? Yeah, I thought it was cool, man. I yeah. Well, I first wanted to um, comment for all the listeners that you have beautiful slicked back hair right oh yeah now. so <laughs> yes. if your voice sounds different and, and hey, more, hey. Uh, more engaging and uh it's more the hair. milky it is the hair it's, it's all it's, in the hair it's my it's the five head all the energy is radiating one. like yeah, yeah. For my my dolphin like um hairline that is going both backwards. of us usually look like we are like literally just rolled out of bed and went wait what we're talking oh oh god hold on give me like three minutes when the, when the reality is coffee yeah well, the, the, but the reality is we've been up for like six hours dealing with children barfing and getting ready and science experiments that are trying to fit into a car and like oh, i forgot yeah, right. you got to sign this uh permission slip we're going on a field trip today like why did i not oh, know man. this well you're yeah. still in you're still in that realm i'm in the realm where i'm just trying to get the kids to uh engage with me oh i'm and trying all, to be ooh. more interesting than their phones which <laughs> how is, is that going for you hard. <laughs> turns out turns out there's a whole team of millionaires and billionaires who have real who have figured out how to make uh kids phones much more appealing than their parents <laughs> i don't think it's that hard to do actually now that you say it like no. that i don't think it costs that much money to do that i think yeah. you could literally put paint drying on the phone and like yeah. to to a teenager <laughs> that is far more interesting than whatever their parents have to say well, like it costs millions of dollars to figure that out <laughs> yes <laughs> that should be the hundreds of billions that should be the hyphenate uh, uh, app we do. It's just the, the how to appeal to teens, like paint yeah. drying, like what the slaps, no, no cap, bet. No cap. <laughs> this is sick. Have you checked out the drip on the paint drying app? <laughs> so drippy. So yeah. Drippy. What are you up to? I don't know. What are you up to? I don't know. What are you up to? I don't know. <laughs> we're, we're, we're starting to get a taste of that. My oldest is, is turned 10 uh, in the foreseeing, you know, the past couple of weeks. And uh, yeah, he's get, he's got the boys who call him on Facebook Messenger app now. Him and his two other 10-year-old friends. He's, oh, the boys are calling. The boys. The, it's the boys. Hold on. I got to talk to them. Do they have a uh, Do they have a name for their group yet? Is Not it yet. The boys? So, so far, um, it's the boys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But said <clears> in a very kind of, uh, um, you know, menacing fashion. The boys. Yeah, you know, it's just the boys, boys Colin. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I can see. I'm starting to get a shape of, uh, to see the shape of things to come. Yeah. In my not so distant future. Yeah. It's tough. <sighs> it's tough because it is funny that, that, um, 
I mean, it's weird because our kids were fully right in the middle of pan the pandemic in between grade school, like end of grade school to middle school. Mm -hmm. And so, so they had that two years where they have the, those like digital relationships. And then after that, so then they still talked to a lot of their friends and stuff, but it was all online. And then, um, and you couldn't do shit about it. And you had to just be like, all right, I guess that's, yeah, at that point, yeah, totally. Yeah. And you're happy. You're like, yeah, you're just talking to your cousins and your friends and da, 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 da. And then once everything opened up and whatever, a couple of years ago, and they're like, oh, why don't you go over to your friend's house? Like, no, I'm talking to him right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just say, but they're like having full on, you know, whatever, maybe playing video games, but maybe like one of them is playing video games. They'll just have their phones on in their room, like, uh, pointed towards like the video pointed towards the ceiling. So you just see like a bunch of ceilings, just a bunch of ceilings on the iPad and, but they're all just chatting, but maybe they're not even talking. They're just like doing other stuff. So we've had, yeah. So, so we've had to make the rule too. That's like, when you're on, when you have your, the iPad on in your room, you have to tell us oh, <laughs> because so you, you can hear everybody's like, house. Uh, you, oh, you can oh. also hear conversations in everyone's houses. And I'm like, Whoa. listen, man, we don't need ops in our, <laughs> in our family. Well, this we definitely have, feels we like everybody so... to know what we're talking about in, in, yeah. in here. You know, this seems on. like a, a, a Hitchcock, you know, or uh, some kind of some kind <laughs> totally. of like setup for a thriller. We're like, we heard something happen in the house next door. Like, oh, you literally yeah. have ears in the neighbor's house. You know, we don't have to peer through the window anymore. You literally, yeah, but like, you which can look house at the ceiling. Which, oh, you know, that's it, right? You don't, you don't even know. know which house it was. You just and see then everyone's some... iPads slowly go black some blood splatter on the ceiling. You're like, wait, what was that? What's that thing on the ceiling? Why is that there? Oh my God. Dun, dun, dun. Oh man. We're, we're in, we're in for it now. That's amazing. I mean, I think we would all do the same thing. I get, you know, I I love talking shit about children, but I know if we were in the same place, it was just, we grew, you know, the, the, the drive for being social to us meant getting on bikes and going over to someone's house and just like rolling around on the shag carpet and, you know, do do the same thing. Just smearing Dorito Dorito dust. Yeah. Dorito dust on their fingers into the Nintendo controllers and bologna yeah. sandwiches and well yeah. and everyone everyone had their friend whose parents either were working or their parents would just let them play video games all day so then everybody would figure out the way go to that house to get like okay well let's figure out a way for all of us to get to their house so then we can just play Nintendo all day <laughs> yeah, that sounds right <laughs> that's a definitely yeah. and you also can't like uh you can't blame the kids. They didn't create all of the, they didn't create phones and technology and everything. No, you blame us. As, but, but look actually, at us. I, yeah, yeah. I blame We're, the generation so, before us actually. Oh, oh please. Yeah. We're fine. Great. Sure, yeah. that's fine. It's, nothing's our fault. But you know, but look at this too. Like, look at it. we're hanging out online. You know, this is a digital yeah. thing. And look at everybody. You know, at home, the millions of listeners we have at, at, at their homes and jobs and on their commutes. That you know, perfect. we're all just kind of checking in a digital sort of like. I was thinking. I think I talked about this 
I don't know if it was the, in this episode or one of the other ones, but it's, you know, the sort of the, the third space, right? Like the, those Starbucks kind of put a, yeah. put a fine point on it, but that's, you know, not work and it's not home, but somewhere in between. And I feel like there's a digital third space that not only we occupy, but you know, I think the kids are sort of defining for themselves where it used to be the malt yeah, shop definitely. or the, or the video arcade, or there was a physical space or, or even, you know, like our parents' generation or even their parents or grandparents, you know, the bowling alley, the bar, mm-hmm. the whatever, those church bingo nights, the things like, you know, there was, there was that kind of social space. And I think yeah. that it's just the reality is our social space is digital now. Yeah. So that's kind of where we, we scratch that itch yeah. for, you know, talking to other human beings, which I think everybody has to do. Right. Yeah. The, the fucked up part that I heard where I don't forget where the, where the, was from it wasn't my idea but i read it but they were saying that some of the younger musicians through the pandemic um it, it didn't it was it shift it took the focus it took the pressure off of live um performances and it was all about garnering um uh, likes and follows and subscribers it was you know about really kind of growing your digital footprint and that became everything and that's sort of and we're sort of now you know i think it it changed the world in, ter- in terms of putting the metrics on that which i think was going that way anyway but with yeah. the pandemic in place the, the idea of being being a live performer really just got take, taken off the table and may not ever return for some people you know what i mean that that, that being a musician can really just you can really just exist online and just create content for your followers online and that sort of shifts shifts the focus away from a live performer yeah i wonder how that i i wonder how that will um oh sorry my dog is gonna come here oh come here yeah she's like you closed the door i can't get out um that uh, I think it will be interesting to see whether it's just like a couple year shift because you know how the one generation's like, oh, we're not going to play live anymore. And then the next like two years later, they're like, all these old people never want to play live. So we're going <laughs> to only play live. We're not even going to have a digital footprint. Like, Dad, you wouldn't believe it. I saw this guy and had a microphone and it was like amazing. <laughs> it was so loud and like a full body, physical, tactile experience. It was incredible. Yeah. Well, and yeah. again, because our, our friend's son, who's in a band in, called One Way Mirror, they're doing these house parties. Shout and out. it's like 250 kids show up at these house parties, and they're like 15. Amazing. So there's also that other side of things that there are a ton of like, and they've they've been playing with, you know, it's like coming through and bands playing in New York, and they're playing in Pomona, and they're playing, you know. Wow. So there is also that yeah. going on, but I think that um i mean it's interesting because there's just no the the if you're in the industry part where you actually have to make money and have a label and and all of that that the ways for them to actually support a staff i don't know how i mean how do you even make money because you used to just i mean the money was on marking up plastic before so it was like you could you could make something for a dollar and sell it for fifteen dollars and so the markup is massive and everybody can get paid from those percentages of that. But now there's no markup on anything. Right. You can't, there's nothing, there's nothing to mark up anymore. Like tickets, I guess you can mark up because yeah. the venue's selling alcohol t-shirts and, and t-shirts and stuff like that. But yeah. it's like, I feel like a business only exists if you can have a nice healthy markup on something. Mm, true right yeah it makes sense but i just uh, my my the sense i'm getting is that it's so much 
effort or attention is just being paid to promoting the thing. And like, well, what are you promoting? Right. Well, I'm promoting right. the stream. Well, what does the stream do? The stream promotes the other thing. It's yeah, a little right. bit of a prom- promoting the promotion, the promoting the, you know, everything's just promoting everything, but, ex- but exactly, you know, if you're not going to play live, if you're not getting butts and seats, then does yeah. it, what is it all? What, where, where does the, when do you ever catch your tail or what is there? A, yeah. And I guess well, that's not what it's about. If you're having fun, you know, it's the same sort of way. Like, you know, I, I loved making zines and stickers and bullshit just, and there was no money in it. Again, I guess yeah. there was the form of just kind of promoting things or just but having fun, but there's some, you know, and I guess there's, there's a expression. way of building a community. I mean, I yeah. guess like communities always find some way to like support the arts in some way, whether those artists can do it as a full-time job or, minimal for minimal pay <laughs> do yeah. something else and that's the thing you do for fun i mean i think yeah. i think too that i i don't know even where i heard this conversation but it was on something i don't know a podcast or something <laughs> but that uh that someone was talking about the nba and saying um talking about the social media stuff and like how a lot of the nba players have to do a ton of social media for whatever you know for the team and for their sponsors and and they were like well are you worried about them getting burned out and not being able to play you know play as well or whatever and they're like no it's not our concern (laughs) we'd rather have the social media part and the engagement than like the game not that the game is secondary but the game is like it's up there with the importance within the structure of the business Wow. Which is which is funny, right? Or like, you get you're there to play basketball, but really, I mean, you are selling a part. You're selling a product. So as long yeah. as you play basketball just well enough, then um, it's you really the, the outdoor. Well, because they like we'd yeah. rather have you sell your jerseys because you're important, or I mean, because you're popular than than oh necessarily God. how well you play basketball. It's a head fuck. That's a head fuck. Yeah, yep. you can't really. Yeah, but I feel like yeah, yeah. It's definitely it's gonna it's gonna be an ongoing developing kind of thing to the point where you know it'll get to a point place where like oh I don't get it. I just don't get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I talk to my mom sometimes. It's just like, I just the conversations beyond me. It doesn't matter. I'm like yeah. I guess yeah. It, it happens to all of us. It'll, we're all going that way. That's all fun and games. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess this brings up the um, one of the things that I liked about the interview was oh, yeah. when when he was talking about um you know having these jobs for clients and and everything but how important it is to carve out time for yourself to still do the creative thing for yourself like if you're a musician to still make songs for yourself or play with the gear that you like and whatever that isn't client based to um kind of remember why you're doing it (laughs) and (laughs) maybe cleanse your palate a little bit so you can go back and and work with clients and not feel like i'm not i never get to do what i want to do and all that kind of stuff which i've been there with photography for years and years of being like although i feel like i kind of went the other way i was like i would get enough work to um like take three weeks off (laughs) and (laughs) And the last thing you want to do spend all my money making something yeah, just yeah, spend all my money making something that nobody is going to see, and then right. coming back and going like, "Oh, okay, I got to do this again." <laughs> oh. Till eventually, all yeah. the clients go away. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, then you, you, you get your wish. You're like, I wish I just could have all unlimited time to do whatever time. I wanted to do. Like, oh shit, this is too much free time. I don't have any money. Turns out I only have free time now. Yeah. Ugh. It's, yeah, it's so tough. I, I think Silas was totally inspiring, you know, hearing his story. It was really, you know, one of those things of like, you know, just coming out of the desert, like his, the, where he, where he grew up sounded really rural. Oh, really like crazy. something like even more rural than, than, you know, you would expect in that kind of area, yeah. like a one room schoolhouse kind of thing. And yeah. Yeah. Potentially then, only one person in your grade. Yeah. Right. And yeah, then one, one school book, you get this yeah. with the one book and then, and then landing in Hollywood, you know, literally on sunset strip, but in a, working in a, in a spaceship uh, yeah. on the sunset strip next to the house of blues. Yeah. From, Couldn't be more opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. And it reminded me of, um, of uh, that uh, uh, job I was on and we went to the Isle of Egg, which is this oh, little yeah. tiny island outside of Scotland. And there's like 140 people that live on this island. And they had, there were three kids on the island. And they had, so they had a teacher. I, I don't even remember the age of the kids. It was like a second grader, a sixth grader. And and i don't know maybe one older kid i don't know but it was interesting can you just hear my dog talk oh of course my yeah, dog yeah. barking okay is he hold inside on. or outside what's trying to get out <laughs> hold on no she's okay. she's just fighting with the cat and they wrestle and then she barks oh, see, at the cat all day um, <laughs> she's she's heard the isle of egg story before she's like come on yeah she's like oh god just let me out this, this is boring um but i remember like god it must be so boring for those kids and like no those kids just hang out with adults and they become like they have conversations with adults and it's fine. That's wild. And then, yeah. Did they have a different Scottish accent up there? An egg was, oh, it like, it was crazy. It so removed? Um, I mean, the whole Scottish accent anyway was pretty jarring in the sense where I'm like, oh yeah, I'll be able to figure it out. And then <laughs> it took a couple days definitely of like, like trying to read lips and going like, I don't know. I don't know what, what is happening. And then got the, got a little bit of the, I don't know what it is. The inflection is just really intense, but yeah. That's amazing. Um, yeah. It was pretty heavy. It was fun though. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, could you imagine go, yeah, someone from the Isle of Egg landing in, you know, Brooklyn or something, you know, it'd be the same kind of idea. Like, Totally. But yeah, it sounded like he kind of hit the ground running though, you know, doing odd jobs, making coffee, sweeping floors to then eventually getting his hand on instruments. Yeah. I mean, I think for me that it did, his story was inspiring because I think everybody thinks that you just, um, like you're just going to do the thing that you want to do. Like, well, I mean, mm. if I can't get that, I got to go do something else instead of going, no, here I have, I have, um, access. I mean, luckily, I guess he had access from his uncle, but also it, it's like everybody can kind of start that way, you know, like, no, you're just getting sure he got in the door, but he's like, yeah, I was delivering coffee for six months and sweeping yeah. the floors. And it's kind <laughs> of like, I mean, it was actually similar to, um, to, um, oh my God was the last Melvin's. Um, oh, Toshi. Was yeah, Toshi. exactly. Yeah, it was yeah, super similar to Toshi, right? Like he, he went to school and he was learning about uh, 
being an engineer and then just went to a bunch of places and was like, I want to learn how to be an engineer. And then he found the place that would hire him to do all the grunt work, to do all the stuff that nobody wanted to do and for no pay and to just learn to be an intern. And I think that that is, unfortunately, it's really difficult if you aren't able to pay for a place to live and you need money and all of those kind of things to be an intern for free. But it can be the most, I mean, if you can show yourself that you're, that you're, um, you know, useful, like how are you useful to people? You know, like if you're going to go somewhere, like you definitely have to be useful and figure out where you fit in and then people will, keep you around if you're useful you know totally I think, I think simple it, part and it also it's just great for for the new person for the intern just to kind of get a a feel for the for the environment or for the you know for what what is this job really entail you right. know because it's hard to know you think you want to do something and then you spend you know more than five minutes in a room with people that are doing that and you know whether like oh this is awesome or no, I want no, yeah. no part of this whatsoever. That's invaluable to know as a, as no, a young totally. person trying to, trying to figure 100%. out what kind of industry you want to be. And maybe that's, but and it could be a thing, you know, like I love, I love this idea, this, this uh, genre, this space, but not this company. These people are terrible, but I'm right. going to do this somewhere else. Or you just learn that the whole thing is just mind numbingly boring and you can't, you can't stick with it at all. Yeah. But and you end way, up, and you end up meeting so many people. I think that that's the interesting part. Like even when I, first moved to LA and my friend Sippy, who we all know, oh, yeah. um, was a PA and I'm like, what's a PA? And he's like, okay, I'm going to hire you for whatever it was. I don't a music video or something. Mm -hmm. And you get on the set and you're like, oh, wow, this is crazy. What's happening? <laughs> what yeah. is this? And then like, go get the coffee here, take the keys to the truck and go get 10 rolls of toilet paper. We need to, and you're just running yeah. errands and then, but then you Ice, realize like water. Yeah. Yeah. But then even after a month, I mean, maybe I worked, I don't know that month, I don't know, 10 days or something. But even after that, you meet so many people and you're like, Oh, I think I want to do props. Props seems fun. How do I do props? Oh, go talk to that guy and see if they have a, like a PA for props and right. coming up or whatever. And then, and then you realize if you're interested that seems fun. And eventually I got to a point where I was like, yeah, this is not what I want to do. <laughs> it was like, to, whatever it was, but it was like, it would be horrible to have gone to school for oh my God, right. years Film school. to learn it's how to do a, yeah. something. Totally. Learn how to do something. And then you actually get into the work environment and go, oh, this is not what they told me it was going to be like. So I think that that, that like, um, getting that kind of uh work experience it's hands-on boots on the boots on the ground like really you're really in it you're really working yeah. on a film or on a commercial or on a music video and you can yeah you yeah. get to see the the unglamorous side of it but yeah. that's 90 percent of what it all is you know what i mean it's, it's you're mostly just work is work no matter yeah. no matter what industry that is totally you know even yeah even if it's up behind a camera you think like oh this is gonna be all so glamorous <laughs> it's mostly it's mostly not yeah. i um i had this this i don't know if we ever talked about it but i um i had an internship at digital domain which was um james cameron's um special effects like digital oh, special wow. effects house in venice well in in high school it was like my the summer between uh my junior and senior year in, of high school and i i'd taken a film class at uh art center 
in school design in, in Pasadena. And the guy that taught the film class was a motion control camera operator there at digital domain. And they had just done Titanic and, you know, and we'd yeah. gone down there and we saw all the, they worked for months putting bubbles on rotors of the Titanic, you know, these kinds of things. You're like, wow. Okay. And this is cutting edge and everyone was so yeah. excited. And I think they won an Oscar for it. And it was a big, it was a big deal. And, um, and so I was, you know, I was, I was fairly excited about film and, and pretty, pretty rabid about all of that stuff. And so I, I asked if I could, you know, get an internship there. So I would drive from my small town in the Inland Empire out to Venice Beach, you know, I don't know what it was, two or three times a week. And just again, yeah, kind of a grunt, just whatever they needed, more water, more this, sweep this, paint that. I remember I painted a big green screen, like, like mm -hmm. a green screen paint smells terrible. Yep. But they, but it was, they were doing model work. And so, cause it wasn't just digital stuff. They would do models and comping and, and all these, you know, different special effects. It was like ILM, but you know, for James Cameron stuff. And, but they were doing this movie with James Spader and Angela Bassett, where it was like a hospital in space. I don't know, like supernova or something, some, some, some blink and you miss it kind of sci-fi movie, but everybody, you know, there was hundreds of people working really seriously and it was like high stakes, live or die kind of things. They blew up a thing one, one day in the parking lot. I remember it was one of the built this huge model and then blew it up and they only had the one chance to do it. And I think I got a sense of just being around that sort of environment, just talking to the guys and going to lunch or doing this or that. And as a young kid, it was that feeling of like, one, yeah, I knew I did, I did not need to go to film school because everybody yeah. there that was doing these things and getting paid, nobody went to school for it. They were doing, they were all, they were all sons or cousins or nephews or, you know, somebody's of somebody's. Yep. And so it was the best thing you could be was be related to somebody. Mm -hmm. The second best thing you could do is just, um, is just start, you start young and just start doing it. So I felt like I was like, okay, well I'm starting young, but then again, just the intensity that people talked about these horribly mundane, boring things like lenses and, and shutter speeds and, you know, types of paint and types of glue and types of processing speeds of computers, like just the, the new, the minutiae of it all. And everybody was really, really passionate about it. And I just couldn't, I just, I just kept having the feeling of like, I'm not, I'm not get, I'm not getting it. Like I like the big, yeah. the big, picture stuff i like the big the whole movie is cool like that movie you know Ronald schwarzenegger is cool and it's like oh yeah 99.9 percent .9 of the rest of you know hollywood has nothing to do with Ronald schwarzenegger yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. Ronald schwarzenegger has probably about you know 50 people that work for him and there's you know another whatever fifty thousand people that make that movie that he's on yeah it's like a really technical construction site Right. Yeah, exactly. That's a good way to and, put it. Yeah. Somewhere between like a laboratory kind of setting and a construction site. Yeah. Yeah. And like I grew up working construction a little bit. I mean, again, I was sweeping floors and I was not building anything. Same. Yeah. My dad little... was electrician. So I was, I yeah. was picking up strips yeah. of wire, you know, the nubs exactly. of the wires that he like, yeah, cut off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's funny. Cause I was a, uh, I was a laborer for, uh, union electricians. There you go. <laughs> for <two summers>. <laughs> so <laughs> I B.A.W. We yep. have that, but, um, and so then when I got to LA and got on a site, I was like, Oh, it's like, it's just a construction site. It's super blue collar, which is funny why everybody talks about Hollywood being like this oh, right, big yeah. liberal, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, have you ever been on a movie? <laughs> There's more Ford F one fifties on a movie God. set than anywhere else. It's that, that's crazier yeah. than anything. Yeah. But then that's what I thought. And, and which is interesting too, because even when I started um, shooting a lot of stuff for bigger galleries, art galleries and like big blue chip, blah, blah, blah. And I would shoot, some of their installs 
same thing. It's like construction site. You're just on a construction site. There's forklifts. There's people that are moving pallets and crates and, and they're, you know, all of these things. And you have this like whole blue collar setup to build something that looks, that is not for blue collar people. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Which is like the it's, it's like watching construction of some mansion and it's all a bunch of dudes who will never be able to afford a mansion, but they know how to build a mansion perfectly. And they know yeah. how to build the, if you, if, if you give them all of the tools and the best of everything, they will build the most beautiful thing ever. And then they'll go home to their little two or three bedroom house. And, and then it's for someone else <laughs> to live in this mansion. Like, I feel like that's what the movie industry is. And it's like what the art industry, that's what like every industry, it's like you have, you have these people who know how to build it and put this beautiful face on it. But like the bones are actually built by all of the, the workers who never talk about it. And then the people who all talk about it are the people who could never build it. <laughs> oh yeah. You know? And uh, I mm-hmm. thought that was interesting. I'm like, Oh, it's all just like a construction site. Everything. <laughs> Everything is just a big construction site with like fancier and fancier equipment. Yeah. I think the thing that got me too, I think was just, you know, there was, there was some kind of like inner turmoil. I feel like everybody that worked at that shop wanted to, wanted to be doing something else. I feel oh, like right. everybody was doing the thing where they were going to, they were, they were here, but they, they used to be somewhere else. And now they're here. They didn't like it that, that, or they're trying to go from here to somewhere else. They don't like being here, but they got to be somewhere else. And it just sort of seemed like everybody was, you know, in, and then even the upper, you would see James Cameron or you'd see some big producer or somebody and they look pissed and they yeah. didn't look happy. Everyone's like, angry. no, nobody's happy here. Nobody's, you know, it's very, yeah. it was a very kind of like, you know, just under under duress and every you know what i mean like isn't anybody doing what they want to be doing like no that's not how it works yeah. everyone wants to be doing someone else's job yeah and they're and they're all pissed that they have to work for that guy because he doesn't know how to do that job and they can do that job yeah and maybe that's just life that was just the general so. that's the general tone of uh of adult it's like know, the, employment but the 10%, to me. yeah they're like the 10 percent of adults that are actually legitimately happy and then it, yeah. it's like when you go into like a waffle house and there's the, there's the one person there that's just like, no, this is exactly where I want to be. This that's is it. it. This is the game. I'm the cashier at Waffle House. This, I've always wanted to be the cashier at Waffle House. I'm happy being the, and I'm like the happiest person you'll ever meet. And you're like, yeah. well, that's one out of 10. <laughs> yeah. My, my, my wife has an uncle who's a driver. He's a forklift operator in Erie, Pennsylvania. And yeah. He loves it. Yeah. And it's, and it's great. And he doesn't have kids, doesn't have a wife. House is paid for. Goes on vacation, money probably. in the bank. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think he has, has a healthy. Uh, Does he have a boat? Uh, doesn't have a boat. Oh. No. But I think he's got a he's got a healthy uh, weed, uh, you know, consumption <laughs> going yeah. on, and, and he's probably in his sixties now. Just chilling. It's just yeah. He could he could retire, I think, but I think he just enjoys it. I think yeah. he, just, he likes. Why what he's retire doing. when you're just doing what you love? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. He found the job he loves. Yeah. But um. Yeah. But yeah, I know it's a funny one. Yeah, Hollywood. I feel like there's definitely it's a. It's a whole, it's a whole shit show and it just kind of keeps going. <laughs> I mean, think <laughs> about what anywhere. it's, what, what, like everything. I mean, there's so much of this town is built on that, that production of entertainment, mm-hmm. but that production side is where all the money goes. You know, it's like the, right. Like if you own, uh, if you owned a studio in Hollywood and you're booked out every day, I mean, you're, you're making more money than almost everybody. 
<laughs> you know, it's like right. you're, you own a studio that has six studios in it and they're all booked out for the year. That's where the money's at. You know, yeah. it's like, you don't want to make the, you don't want to make the toy. You want to make the batteries that go in all the toys. <laughs> you know it's so like no matter who, which studio is up or down or who's doing yeah. going which which way you yeah. just yeah no matter what the new music no matter what the who's doing what you're like no we just own the place that everybody has to do the thing so it doesn't matter what yeah. the thing is we just have the, yeah. the spot that or you know you're the the engineer like well i don't care what i'm recording i'm that i'm an engineer so if you come in and you're like vocals I do vocals. If you if you need to bash some trash cans together, I put the right mics to bash <laughs> trash cans together. To, you know, like, exactly. I feel like that's those are the secret jobs in this town that are like, we're like, yeah, shh, don't tell anybody. I got the, I, I got it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't want to be creative. I, yeah. I'm I'm like the person that helps people be creative so I can go on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to worry about the opening box office. No. I already got paid. I got paid yeah. before the, yeah, they ever got butts and, butts and seats. I don't have to book shows. I don't have to care what's cool. Yeah, right. You know, and, well, I think that's the thing too of it. You know, I think that's where Hollywood gets gets goofy, you know, when you, it's like, oh, this is the so-and-so just entered the room or so-and-so's here. And you're just like, I, yeah. I can't. I can't keep up with it. I don't, I don't know, but you're right. But there's a certain amount of Kool-Aid. I think you have to, you have to drink just to have, cause it's so much of a um, pecking order, like first on the call sheet or who's oh, yeah. know, this is the directors, this is the producers, you know, and you gotta, you gotta pretend to doff your cap in, in respect to all these people that yeah. you just probably it's never a, heard of. It's amazing when you get to, when you get to that first place where you're talking to someone and then someone's like, <clears throat> yeah, don't you, uh, you're a PA, you can't talk to that guy. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's oh, like, what do you mean? Like, ten, it's 10 times worse than high school. Cause you get paid <laughs> oh for this. God. Like you're, you're sitting at the wrong like, table. This is the cool kids table. Yeah. You got to be over there with the not cool kids. You say the wrong word and that person walks off set. We right. all just lost $4 million. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of money. Don't look at that person. Don't sneeze. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, that's the part that I just think, you know, at the end of the day, like who gives a fuck because then <laughs> that same person that everyone's walking on eggshells around in two weeks could be, you know, never hear from them again. You never hear from them again. They do could something, they shoot themselves in the foot or, you know, or yeah, or, yeah. or just the, the, the star system, you know, they're built up to then just be torn down. Yeah. And so whatever, you know, everyone, you go from being, you know, the, the golden goose to then the, you know, to the nothing you're oh if that person's on your set you know it's uh it means the movie's gonna be bad when they yeah. used to mean your movie's gonna make a million dollars just to yep. show up or yeah you know. that's where it just really just it, like this is not this is not a mature <laughs> place to be or <laughs> so there's 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 far too much uh there's far too much um just fairy dust or pixie dust or something here to be like make this for this to make any sense like how does this work <laughs> If that person used to make you all your money and now they all they do is lose money. Yeah. Okay. You know, well, have you ever been in a place that was mature? No, probably not. Right. <laughs> I think a, that's the other illusion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The illusion is that adults like that. There's this, that there's this place that was like, no, no, there's this place that we've all, we all know how to act and we're all like, everybody's really <laughs> responsible and super like kind to each other. And I don't think that those, I think that's the biggest illusion that right. that uh there is actually this place exists 
Yeah, the most you you go into a room with most of, with with it's all adults, and you realize they're all just you know they're all just doing their best to still act like their ten year old version of themselves. Oh, of you course, know, that's it. That's just yeah. Ten that's, is ten <laughs> is being kind. I think right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're putting it more at four, three. Yeah. yeah, the amount of times that I've wanted to say something to somebody and gone like, "That's my that might have been, that's like a very fifth grade response of me." But I feel like it's, <laughs> I feel like it's accurate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's oh funny. my God. Cool, man. Well, yeah. Holidays are upon us. I know I was trying to think of like, do we need segments for the halftime show? I, I hear other podcasts and they have segments. Like, should we start to uh, brainstorm segments? What oh, would a I segment be? I can't <laughs> even figure it out. We, we're pretty good at, 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 at shooting the shit and getting through stuff i don't yeah. i don't hear from anybody i would love for somebody to write in and say like hey you guys don't talk enough about the episode before or you talk too much about it or yeah. anything, i get but some I thumbs up here and there when i post oh stuff. nice yeah, yeah. A couple that's good. like yeah i'm like i don't know if that oh, means nice. like good job for having a podcast or it means i listen to it or uh i don't know <laughs> just says, hey you did something you made content i'm the, responding yeah. it counts as engagement <laughs> yeah the good thing <laughs> is it lives forever <laughs> yeah. so you can listen you can listen we should be so lucky to live forever it'll probably go on a hard it'll go on a hard drive somewhere in ruinous uh, media and then it'll get dropped and be gone forever i think more likely never it will exist forever (laughs) i um so i I think i showed you let's see where's the camera here i I know this is this is a oh yeah auditory thing but i made these fun uh, holographic uh stickers I'm trying to figure out like the, the sticker guy shout out to stickerguy.com mm-hmm. has had a sale on a holographs holographic stickers this year or this uh, last month. So I did a special, I did a, 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 a hyphenate one in general, and then a hyphenate halftime. Is it, it backwards? Is it written nope. in reverse for you? No, you can nope. see it correctly. It's flipped around. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. So, I need to yeah. finally come into town and get one. I know I, I can mail you up a, a, an envelope of them. But again, that's good. Then you're just gonna have a stack of stickers st- sitting on your on your desk rather than sitting on my desk. <laughs> I realize they're more fun to make. Than I don't know what to do. I've been leaving them when if, if I play a show or go out anywhere. If I go to get coffee somewhere, I'll just bring a stack of them and leave them on the table. Let's hope they don't get thrown away. That's the best part of stickers is making them. Yeah, it's like t-shirts. Yeah. It's like right? band yeah. t-shirts. So you like you always want to make a band t-shirt. Yeah, whether well, people yeah, well, want to buy them or not is inconsequential. Yeah. Well, if you want to make the next one, if you want to make the next round of stickers, I think we should just continue to we'll flood uh, the two blocks in uh, Highland Park where I go to get yeah. coffee with, with with dumb stickers. We'll have more stickers than listeners. <laughs> the dream will come true. Can yeah, that be the someday. next? That should be that should be the the uh, the next um, the next the shirt or, or the, the next sticker. Line. The sticker hyphen it halftime. More stickers than listeners. <laughs> I was thinking, I mean, if I was a smart marketing person on the back, like if we got like a little QR code, like a stamp with a QR code, oh, yeah. and then you could That's flip it idea. over and you could scan it with your phone and it'll pop up. But I don't know. I haven't gotten to that part of it all. But then you could just leave them around places and people could get a sticker and then they can get a QR code. It might I be like something worth, with wild. Yeah. That might be the next uh, evolution of these things. But then, I, yeah, I just don't know if a QR code would work as a stamp. Like, would it get too uh, messed up? No, get I smudged. think it I don't know. I think you can even get them. Uh, I think you can get them printed. I think you can get the backs printed too. Really? Maybe, maybe we just put the QR code right on the sticker. Oh. Next time. oh. As part of the sticker. How do you get a QR code? I don't even know how to do this. Yeah, you More just, mysteries. I think you just we'll apply for them. Now they have all sorts of weird artistic QR codes and stuff too. Maybe we can all get right. crazy with it. 
<laughs> the evolution will, will continue yeah. to happen. So, oh, the other thing I was thinking, and we could just talk it out on the air because why not? Maybe people will chime in if they're interested. As I was thinking, going into 2024 of going um, weekly with the interviews, I think this would be fun. And then yeah. maybe when we still, and then I don't know, I think we can still maybe even go weekly on the half times if we have the bandwidth to do this. Like maybe the half times would be the Mondays and then the interviews would be uh, Thursdays. Thursdays. Yeah. I mean, I'm always up for it. I'm always up okay. for a good hour conversation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel, <laughs> I feel pretty good about, about uh, the, where we're going. I mean, I still have a, a, a pretty long list of stuff that's been, that's been back cataloged. Yeah. So I think if we if we doubled the pace, we might be all right. Yeah, let's do you it. Know, we, we can keep uh, we can keep stockpiling them. But I'd be just, I would just be curious to see if that does anything because I feel like you know most podcasts I listen to it is it's at least weekly, if not bi-weekly. Yeah, I forget I, the ones the ones that are every other week. I I forget and I see it. I'm like, why is this here? Why is this popping up? Yeah, do I even like this one? Yeah, I'm into it. Let's go weekly. It'd be fun. Okay, cool. Oh yeah, but oh yeah, but segments. I'm wondering because of because yeah, if we were to do more of these, would we need more segments? Oh man, what could I haven't even yeah. thought about it. Okay, I this like the a, I like the uh, I like the just off the cuff conversations. Yeah, me too. Oh, I just, I'm, I'm curious if there's if we need some kind of structure because I do listen to other ones and they'll and they'll just put in these little things like now we're gonna play this game, now we're gonna do this thing, now we're gonna throw to this thing, and there's something that does kind of keep it moving. Yeah, and I, I never know if it's necessary or not. But would I you would need wonder. bumpers? Would you have like a little we could. little pad? We, You'd have like a little could... pad on your side. And we're all, yeah. bow, bow, bow. <laughs> I think we do have some something like this in here. I think there is some version of uh, a little soundboard. You right? can make some little sound media. Yes, I think it does exist. Let's see. Really? Does this work on the Riverside okay. app? Or you, let's see. This is... Yeah, on the Riverside. Let's see. I wonder if it'll it'll if it'll come through. Oh, that's oh, interesting. Yeah. And you can and you can upload your own. Okay, this isn't happening. No, it's still it's still loading. Well, of course, that's well, good. We're figuring it out. Powered by Riverside FM. Let's see if this works. No, none of these things work. <laughs> okay. Oh, a drum, a drum joke. Why is it spinning? I think so. Yeah. We could just do them live. Yeah. <laughs> and now, 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 now. Today, day, day, day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm up. I'm up for the challenge. I'm up for the for for whatever it could be. It could be fun. Yeah, people could send in their own uh, their own um, sound effects. Yeah, let's have to figure out how to do it. Uh, preview live. I'll oh, just do it live. Okay, yeah, we'll do it live. Forget it. We'll do it live. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> oh, of course. Um, what's his name? Yes, from Fox News. Just do it yeah. live. <laughs> <laughs> to play us out. What is this? To play us out. To play us out. What are you talking about? Just do it live. <laughs> Hey, well, I figured it out. But yeah, I think that'd be fun. Oh my oh, god, was that you? No, that's my cat. <laughs> that was a sound effect. There's a sound effect of the cat. You can... <laughs> oh, god. Both of them. I have right. them locked in the studio right now. Oh, They're both god. driving me crazy. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, yeah. Well, let's wrap it up, and then we'll uh, we'll be back in uh, in two weeks until we go. I think yeah, maybe we'll start in January. We'll start going to uh, weekly. That sounds awesome. It. Super cool. Awesome. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you, Aaron. I hope uh, you're having a good holiday season at home and not going too crazy with the cats and the dogs and the, and the kids and, and everyone cats else. And the, yeah. Cats and, and cats dogs. in the cradle. Keep it exciting. <laughs> yeah. No, everything's good. Everything's good. Just waiting for the snow up here. There we go. It's, it's been coming. very mild. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll, all right. we'll talk later. All right. Thanks, we'll, Randy. We'll see you. See you. See you.